and Justin Tucker has done it for Baltimore. This team, the Baltimore Ravens, have been through so much the last month. So many different things and challenges and barriers for them. And everybody was counting them out. Said they couldn't do it. They haven't looked the same on offense as they did a year ago. And Lamar Jackson came out and played a whale of a football game, as did Baker Mayfield. They both did. They put on a show in primetime. What a great game. And not only that, it was a physical game up front, too. Christian, I think that's without a doubt game of the season. Um, Hit the intro. Let's break it down. Okay, welcome to the show. This is Crunch Time with QTC. We have a very special guest, our regular host, Jacob Sarrison, and we're talking Week 14 NFL. We just watched arguably the greatest game of the year. Jacob, your thoughts? For everyone that's not familiar, this was the Monday night game between Cleveland um, and Baltimore. It was a high-scoring affair, um, an AFC North battle, um, and one of the games that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, I think for positioning um, in the AFC North, I love this win for the Ravens. I'm so excited that they got this win, even though Lamar had to take a shit. And we all, we all know it. We all know it. Even though he left for a little bit, I'm glad to see them get this win. They've been struggling. And I've honestly been seeing a lot of people bashing Lamar in the media and talking about how they need to figure it out. And I am just was really excited to have him just go back to being vintage Lamar and putting a shutdown to all those critics and showing him that he is legit quarterback. Uh, what do you think, Christian? Okay, well, before I say anything, if you watched it, if you listened to this podcast before, I'm going to start by saying this. I'm giving a formal apology to Baker Mayfield. I talked all bad about him. I said he was a scrub, he sucked, and whatnot. Am I sold on him? No. Hell no, a matter of fact. But this boy yesterday, he balled, okay? Blood, sweat, tears from the very first snap. He played like he wanted to win. He played great football. I apologize. Baker Mayfield did his thing yesterday. In regard to the game, I'm going to say this. Lamar Jackson is back. They've had their ups and downs. And, you know, he was slipping yesterday. He had a problem with the spikes. He must have fell down maybe five, six times with his bad footing. But they're back. And I think the Ravens, the Ravens really are a team to be reckoned with from here on out. They're my sleeper to go to the Super Bowl right now from the AFC. I think they're truly at their best, the best. Um, they're the best contenders to match the Chiefs. But I'm gonna just say this in regard to the game. This was one of the greatest games I've ever seen yesterday. A very high scoring affair. Both teams went at it, which I really love. You remember? Do you remember that game, Christian? Do you remember that game a couple years ago on Monday night? It was the Rams versus Kansas City, and it was sort of had that fame. The same. I do. Vibe. It was crazy. It was. That, I, I was just gonna say that. That this reminded me a lot of that. It was a high scoring affair, but I just liked how hard they were going at it yesterday. I just feel like both teams wanted it so bad. We had drama. Okay, if you were a better yesterday, depending on what you were betting on, R.I.P. for the people betting the spread for Baltimore. Uh, it turned out ugly for you with that last play, but they were going so hard. Um, it was just going back and forth, back and forth. Well, you brought up a good point. Um, you brought up a really good point. Um, I cut you off about Nick Chubb, and I want to make sure that we touch on that because he was outstanding. And I think, you know, one of the great, I think, future running backs and current running backs of our generation, you know, I think the, the way he runs is just so enigmatic. And I hope 
you know, I just want, I want you to touch on that too. Cause I know you had a bit about that. He balled. He won me my money yesterday. So I yeah, can't did, be mad did. at him, but I just like how he ran through. He always fell forward. The O-line played great for the Cleveland yesterday. And he's a big part of their success. They really have a dual threat running game there. Uh, you're right. Nick Chubb's played a really big part, but I think, yeah, I guess, I mean, we just got to give credit to Baker Mayfield. He put, especially after that last interception in the third quarter, he literally played a perfect game. He scrambled when he had to. He found receivers. You just can't knock the man. I also, I think, I mean, we give credit to Baker Mayfield, but I also don't want to overlook. I think Stefanski is a legit NFL coach and someone who I think, I just think, you know, really has made Baker Mayfield shine. I'll say this. In regard to the offensive scheme, yes. The, yeah. Their defense is terrible. And oh it's been God, terrible. So just- it's so bad. And you have Miles Garrett and like you have really good, you have really good defensive players. Like I just, like, I never, I never understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, they have a good pass. Their pass rush is okay. I'm just talking about overall, their secondary isn't the greatest, but they played very, I mean, they played mediocre. In my opinion, the defense on both ends yesterday was semi mediocre. The Baltimore defense, in my opinion, played a lot better, but Bayfield outplayed. But I mean, when the Baltimore came down and played offense, the just Cleveland defense was terrible. There were breakdowns on defense, everything you could think of. But, I mean, overall, Baltimore won like I expected. It was a little closer. Shout out Lamar for coming back. We it, For a second, Baltimore didn't have a healthy quarterback. Lamar came back on fourth down, looked like he was going to run. He threw it, and that was game right there. But great game, great game. I just I don't have too much more to say. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a, a big picture of, you know, the AFC North and and how you know these teams that even the Bengals next season that this is a, this is a division to be reckoned with. Um, but moving on, um, just to our next part, Christian, you know we in the media have there's just been cycle of Carson Wentz praising and bashing. I always felt that there was a little too much praising and a little too much bashing, but I never could figure out which it is about whether the Eagles' second round pick from 2016 is the franchise guy for them you know he was paid like a franchise quarterback he started to struggle with you know a bad offensive line in the beginning and we kind of blamed his receivers but you know finally we saw the switch to the end zone touchdown jalen hurts first touchdown pass goes to greg ward well this is outstanding down the field and once you do that and get there now you just look off and what a perfect soft throw right over the top of Alexander and that zone coverage that to Jalen Hurts, who the Eagles selected in this year's draft with their second round pick, who, you know, was used as a gadget guy throughout the season, but now is stepping into the starting role. And I think we agree looked really, really good. Your thoughts? He did. And most importantly, he played well under pressure, something Carson Wentz has not done well all season. And second of all, the other teammates around, I feel like the team was uplifted by having a new face in there. The overall, the team looked better. Now, I'm not going to say they won because of Hurts, but the team played better and Hurts played a big role in that. He took care of the football, made plays down the field, just didn't turn it over and made plays on his feet. Carson Wentz, I'm not going to say I give up on him or whatnot, but I mean, the man has looked off balance this whole year. Just hasn't been in his good form. I mean, some people have even rumored to me that he's hurt. I don't think he's hurt. I just don't think 
he has it this year. I think there's a loss of confidence. And him and Doug Patricia, I'm going to say this right now. There's some Doug Peterson, Doug there. Peterson, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, that's right. My bad. I get the Dugs mixed up. But there, there's some beef there. If you saw, there were some glares on the sidelines. Wentz was a little mad at times watching his um, backup outplay him. But I, I think those two are not made to get to, to play together right now. A coach quarterback, that's not the duo. But Christian, we know that Doug Peterson sucks with the starter. But we know he's great with the backup, right? He won a Super Bowl with the backup. I think if you're a starting quarterback, um, you know, for Doug Peterson, just know that your backup is always going to be better because you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to go that far. You make a good point. I'm gonna say this relationship wise. This is the first time I've seen a bad relationship between coach and quarterback. That's a really good point. It's a really with good point. Peterson. Okay. Now I understand the Nick Foles comparison, but it's not like, first of all, when Nick Foles came in, the starter Wentz was injured. That's number one. And then Foles came in and played well. Overall, I think Foles is just a good backup. But this is there's some bad blood there. I don't just don't think the play calling and the quarterback coach relationship, which is arguably the most important relationship on an NFL football team. But we'll see what happens. It looks like Hurts is going to be the starter for the rest of the year, as he should be. And they're just going to have to go back to the drawing board because that contract is essentially untradeable. I think the only way he leaves, he has to go to the either the Colts, that team that's going to need a quarterback with aging P. Rivers. I mean, I've heard talks. If the, if you're the Colts or any team here, let's just make, I'm just let's play fake GM for a second. No, but not but, any team. Not any but team. But I'm saying if you're any team, right? What you know, you're saying that you value Carson Wentz to that contract, and I don't think anyone in the league values that contract, right? Do they really think, oh, Carson Wentz can win us a Super Bowl, and as opposed to paying him all that money, as opposed to just like drafting a quarterback or finding another one in free agents? Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I understand that. But the Colts are a team that they're not in a rebuilding stage. I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs this year. They're on the uprise. And if you're going to spend a lot of money on a quarterback, you know, that would be the team to do it. Okay. I mean, if you're a losing team, you could probably get one in the draft or something. But if you're a team that's believing in yourself like the Colts do, they might just try and get Wentz and fix him up a little bit. Other than that, I don't really know where else he would go because I don't think there are too many good fits for him and the contract right now. But as of now, I think they might just have to keep him and, you know, work it out somehow because that's a hard contract to trade. The crazy thing about Wentz, too, is like you can look at a YouTube highlight reel of Carson Wentz and think he's the greatest quarterback ever. Spinning out, jumping over people, like sidearm, 55 yards down the field, perfect passes. And then you actually just sit down and watch like a, a full game of Carson Wentz and you realize that he is probably the most frustrating quarterback I think I've ever watched. And we just talked about Baker Mayfield. Like this man is just throwing it up every play. It just, you know, as someone that can't even throw a ball 20 yards, it's, it's silly for me to be saying this, but it just feels so erratic. And I'm glad that, you know, for the Eagles. And it's not like they beat, like, some scrub, like the Jets or something. Like, you beat the the best team in the NFC. You know, they beat New Orleans. Um, that so is not I, the best team in the NFC, but okay. Who's the best team in the NFC? I wouldn't say New Orleans. There are a few. Okay. I wouldn't, there's no clear-cut best team in the NFC. No, the best team in the NFC right now, before New Orleans, is Green Bay. 
That's a good Probably point. Seattle. I like New Orleans, though. I like New Orleans, though. In my opinion, there's like five teams that'll go out. Okay. AFC, there's the Chiefs, a few teams under them. Fair. Fair. Well, you know, Christian, you make some, some real solid points. Um, but yeah, that, that, that hurts thing is crazy. Do you want to do a touch on the quick Raiders? Um, you guys have lost. You guys are a Jets hail, last play Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs away from losing four straight games. You know, I'm not – I could go on and on about the Raiders. I'm just going to say this. this. If you've been a Raiders fan for a while, you know that every year we might look good and then we just get disappointed. Our defense is terrible. Like, I'm not going to hate on the offense. I know I'm not a big fan of Derek Carr, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But Derek Carr and the offense, they play good enough to keep us in games. We have too many breakdowns on defense. Teams just outscore us, Okay. A lot of just break our run defense isn't that good, pass defense. And right now, we have no effing pass rush. We can't. P. Rivers was in the pocket all day, just waiting there, throwing the ball deep. If you can't rush the quarterback, rushing the quarterback is one of the most important things on defense. You have to be able to rush him. I mean, you got to be able to cover people in the box. But, I mean, the box needs a pass rush. You can't give the guy four or five seconds to throw the ball. It's just really frustrating. John Gruden, you know, 10 years, $100 million. He's going to have to put a helmet on because he's got to make more roster changes or something. Damn. Yeah, we probably won't make the playoffs. I bet the over on the game. I was right, by the way, but we'll talk about that another day. Anywho. Chris made made a bunch of money this weekend, guys. I don't know if you've heard or his cadence, but Christian bet the over on Cleveland. He also bet the over on that Colts Raiders game. So he's been. No, it was a five. No, it was a five team parlay. Give me my money. It was a five team parlay. I bet the over on the Browns Baltimore. I bet the over on the Raiders. I bet. Okay, I'm talking like this was such a long time ago. What other game? I bet Green Bay on the money line. I bet Arizona on the money line. And there's one more team that I bet, but I just can't think about them right now. Because that's the thing with the parlays, man. It's like you got to make a bunch of easy ones. They got to make two semi-hard ones. And then you got to have like one risky one. But I won my money, so it's okay. My money went like 10 times. You know how it goes. You know, uh, on Crunch Time and QTC, we always like to leave um, the end of our podcast for, you know, the highlights. And I think... That's a great place to leave it on, Christian. Uh, 10, you know, making some good money uh, this weekend. Um, We'll catch you guys soon. This is not a weekly recap podcast. We are busy people with busy things, and it takes a while, you know, to come up with these brilliant ideas. So I know y'all are clamoring for weekly episodes. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. But we're going to start coming more often. We're going to start doing social episodes. We'll give you guys content, but life has been a lot lately. Yeah, I know. Christian's vacationing in New York. Um, escaping everything but you know we'll catch you guys next time signing off Jacob and Christian this has been Crunch Time QTC goodbye